Night Dog, walking you to the ballot box. It is 20 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. 5,000 police officers having been arrested since 2019. About 4,000 of them are back in work, back in service. About 400 plus odd of them have been convicted. And there are about 500 of them who seemingly aren't around anymore. It raises a lot of questions about the integrity of the police force. But also it raises a question, what is a dismissible offense or at least an offense that warrants a suspension at minimum? Unions who, you know, act in defense of, of, of their union members, oftentimes police officers, should have a good, good grasp of this. But what do these numbers effectively reflect to us? about the police service and its disciplinary processes. And that's where I want to start the conversation. Joining me for uh, this conversation is Mpo Kwinika, uh, who is uh, the General Secretary at the Independent Policing uh, Union of South Africa. And we're going to be joined by Richard Mamabola, the spokesperson of Pop Crew as well. Mpo, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Let's start there. What do these numbers tell us about the police service and its disciplinary processes? Good evening, Oliver, and to your listeners. Uh, look, it uh, tells us um, as to how good the investigations were uh, done by the police and those that are referred to IPID and how good was the IPID investigations were. That's one thing. Secondly, uh, there are certain crimes which the police are allowed to commit while in the execution of their duties. And um, that is where you will see that at times before they even appear, just after their appearance in courts, the dockets will be referred to state attorneys so that they identify a lawyer for them because they must have acted within the ambit of the law. So, so what are these crimes that police officers can do while in service and not be dismissed for? They vary. Um, it depends on what are they confronted with at the time. Uh, a person may also die uh, when fleeing from a lawful arrest um you know they if you shoot at them using section 49 subsection 1 which are the requirements uh, which police officials must uh, conform to and then they get justified in that in, in subsection 2 of that uh, very same uh, criminal procedure but then that's not a crime though right if you had shot at an assailant um it doesn't automatically equate a crime. An investigation has to ensue uh, for it to determine whether you acted rationally, where you acted uh, proportionally, where you acted fairly, and where you acted within the prescripts of uh, the code of conduct, whatever that may be. Or if you acted outside of that, that is to say, if you had acted outside what you are permitted to do and effectively had broken the law. Um, if an investigation determines that the former, there's nothing to debate. You did your job, you shot somebody, it's unfortunate, but you go back to work, be cool. If you acted outside of the ambits of the law, you committed a crime. What about that warrants you remaining in the job? 
If they fail to prove uh, beyond reasonable doubt that you were involved or, or your conduct warrants that you should be found guilty, um, you, you, you deserve to come back into the system and work. Let me just give you an example. The police officers who are involved in the shooting in Makado, it, can't, it cannot just be a crime where police officers got involved and the people who have been planning a robbery or cash and transit somewhere and that's the end of it. No, you're correct to say that the proper processes will ensue, but as the time goes on, uh, they may be found not guilty of that of that that offence, and they can be charged not charged, but they can uh, all those people who died they uh, they can issue what we call J56, that is the inquest uh, findings. But you see, let's go back to the issue of police officers having involved in these crimes. You will see that. When you are represented by police, when you have not forfeited state protection and then you have got state protection with you, they even uh, derive grounds of defense for you. How, what you should do or say, you know, to justify that which you have done at the criminal court. So some of the cases where you have acted within the ambit of the law, the lawyers may say, hey, we won't be able to prove that you were uh, correct in carrying out this. So there are certain crimes that you have to agree that you have committed them and then you'll get a lesser sentence and all that. So all of these things. So, so when, you, when, you, when you plead guilty to a particular crime and you get a lesser sentence, is that nonetheless a dismissible offense? The police won't dismiss you because you you were, you have done this uh, within the prescripts of the. No, but you conceded to committing a crime, so now we're no longer talking about whether you've done it in the prescripts or outside of it. The point where there's an admission of guilt or a finding of guilt, uh, it's quite clear you have acted outside the ambits of the law. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That uh, then they will have to decide whether they take you out or not. But it is them who says this is what you need to do or say. It's not you. No, but I mean, you have, so, you have, as, 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 if, if you're a police officer that's in being investigated or charged or whatever the case may be, if you truly believe you didn't do it, then why would you make a concession that you did? Remember, remember, you act, you are acting on behalf of the state, mm. and you are told that um, at the crime scene, you're not allowed to make any statements or admissions or confessions up until you, 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 uh, you, you're consulting with the, with the state attorneys. And then, then they decide from there that uh, this is the approach that we are going to take. And for them, the members, not to forfeit that state protection, they have to keep quiet up until they meet with the state attorneys. Yeah. Uh, so let's then speak about uh, the disciplinary process in terms of whether or not it is the most suitable one we have at the moment. Uh, because I think you can, you can appreciate, uh, Mpo, that it would be worrying, unsettling to South Africans to hear that there are police officers with criminal records who are active in service. That should be, at a minimum threshold, uh, a determination whether somebody is fit to be a police officer or not. You're correct. I just gave you an example about Makado. If you ask mm. the communities about the incident in Makado and say, the police officers have shot almost 16 people dead. 
and, and, and you ask them and hear their views today, they'll tell you that was a good thing because what they were busy doing there or planning to do was going to be horrible to South Africans. It depends on how the people look at it. But let's come back to this issue of the, the threshold, the, the what kind of... Um, yeah, okay, do we have a very good discipline regulation? SAPS has got the best uh, discipline regulation. Where there are serious and non-serious misconducts, this uh, re- discipline regulation 8, 1, and regulation 9, uh, uh, the police management can utilize it. Regulation 9 is called expeditious process. We are just not happy as a union how it is being implemented, and we are not saying it's not a good, good section, because it is... It does not allow you to bring in witnesses and cross-examine the other witnesses. It says you sit in front of the brigadier, they give you the, the charges that are before you, and that's the end of it. You, you straight state your case. Whereas in Discipline Regulation 8.1, you are allowed to bring in witnesses and poke evidence, uh, poke holes in the evidence. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. So, so we've got the best Discipline Regulation uh, around. It depends on what is it that you want to get out of it. Management are manipulating this process, and this is the only deadly document today, the most fearful document the SAPS has, which they can use it either pro or against you. If they need you to stay in the service, you'll stay. If they want you out of the service, whether you have committed, there is a prima facie case, uh, or they have proven beyond the grounds of probabilities or not, they'll take you out. Yeah. Taking your reactions and I'm taking your calls. Give me a call. 86 0 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 Let's have a listen at some of these WhatsApp voice notes uh, that had come through earlier. Good evening, Mr. Dixon and your team. You know, Mr. Dixon, I always wonder why the government only deploys more police officers during the festive season as if there's no crime during the other months of the year. Thank you. This is Sakilin Tsugun from Gontla Berlingan. Uh, good evening, Oliver, and your team, Jumbo Africa. Happy HIV Awareness Month. Uh, Oliver, the issue of crime is a serious problem in South Africa. Talking from experience here in Northwest, the police are involved on Zamazama. They are transporting Zamazama using the state's parking. So it's tough for us because of it's not for the first time we report, but no one takes us seriously. Even here in Matosana, they hijack cars in Rustenburg, in Johannesburg. Those cars are here, Polo Vivo, Yaris. They use cars as a local taxi. We call them Tambay. Crime is very high here in Matosana, but there is no accountability. We lost the faith when it comes to the law enforcement. They are failing us big time. Yeah. It's pace in Matosana. Thank you so much for that. I want to move to perhaps this, and, and I guess the sentiment underlying Percy's voice note there, Mpo, which is a level of distrust that the community has with police officers. Um, you know, reports like these and a question and answer like this in Parliament doesn't bode well for that. Um, in fact, it widens the trust relationship between the community and the police service. H- how do we begin to fix that in explaining 
the disciplinary process and that, as you made the argument here, that a, 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 a guilty finding in a disciplinary process is not necessarily uh, something that means a police officer acted with, with ill intent, a police officer acted with malice, or a police officer acted egregiously. Look, uh, I think South Africans have got uh, have the right to get upset about the, con the 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 performance of the South African Police Service. You know, the research done by ISS it said the past two de decades crime has never shown any sign of decreasing. Now we have got the stats that are issued by Global Index tra on transorganized crime, where in Africa were placed third and globally were, were placed seventh. You also have got the Global um, uh, Organized Crime Index, which have ranked as the third in the highest crime rate in the world. That is recorded by the by the South African Police Service. And those crimes that they've indicated, they are assaults, robberies, rape, murder, and uh, many other violent crimes. Where, com where South Africans comes face to face with the criminals. And the murder rates that you see in the past three months, which is about 7,000, 4,000 of those uh, murders are, um, are carried out by guns. So we're talking about a country that is at war with itself. So South Africans has the right to get upset with, uh, with, with the performance, uh, our failure to ensure safety and security to all of them or to make them, uh, to make them feel that they are safe. So the issue of the discipline, I don't think it is an attribute to the failures of the South African police service, um, because the conduct of the police is not only investigated by SAPS itself. The conduct of the police is also investigated by yeah. IPIT, and you'll know, you'll know why. But I mean, IPIT, IPIT is... IPED is grossly understaffed, right? And I mean, it, the case backlog yes. at IPED is extensive. Right? So the outcome of IPED investigations cannot use, be used as a litmus test uh, for the integrity of the conduct of police officers in the country, just given just how, given just how badly resourced an organization it is. But let's take a few calls, uh, some reactions to this. Let's start with Billy Masha in Sekukune. Uh, Billy, good evening. Go right ahead for it. Good, uh, Oliver. Look, there are two things here. Uh, there's a very thin line between what police do as crime and what they is not considered as being crime. Because really, to fight crime is not as easy as we may assume from a layman's perspective. There are two things like if you are faced with fire, you need to react with fire. And that becomes a problem. And once you win, you remain accountable to what you've done. But once you lose, that's another thing. Mm. But the problem here is, if police themselves have that intention of committing the crime, I think that's how that, that's what it must be found. What was the intention? The intention was to defend the state and its citizens, or was it to benefit themselves? Mm. I think that's what I can... Uh, okay. Billy, yeah, Billy, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Fix in Cape Town. Fix, very briefly, go for it. Yeah, good evening, guys. Uh, Oliver, uh, here's what is happening. We've got a station commander or station commanders that are actually involved in crime, like the one of Weinbeck. 
Brigadier uh, Ramulima. Rab- 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 I've been reporting this guy for some time, and I've got proof that the guy is involved in crime, but there's nothing actually happening. All right. We have police that are actually allowed to commit crime, and they get away with it because they are connected to some of the senior, what's called, management of the SAPS. Right. Now, here's the issue. We've got police that are actually raping, that are known to be rapists. We've got police that are actually stealing and uh, uh, involved with in, in robberies, house robberies, yeah, in Cape Town, actually. And um, those police do not get arrested. And uh, there's a lot of what's called cover-ups, starting from the station commanders uh, going to the clusters, to the inspectorate, to the province, up to national. So this is a very big issue that we're actually faced with. And again, the defender is not there yeah. for us as citizens. He's there for police. He's more like an, uh, uh, what's called a union. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, fix. Issue. Yeah, yes. fix. We're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, there's not uh, okay, enough then. time to ventilate all of those issues. But your sentiments are well captured. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Report. Do you perhaps want to respond to 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 those two calls that have come through? Yeah. Look, the 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 first caller spoke about whether the conduct of the police officers uh, it's against or for the state. You know, um, I think the conduct of the police officer. Uh, it should not be seen to be the con remember their duties is to combat and fight crime and and i spoke about the commission of offenses in the execution of their duties and and as a result of that they will get state protection then you go to the issue of the gentleman who just spoke now he generalized the issue um like i said there will be collusion in the saps management and all the i i said it earlier on when i said uh, they decide with the disciplinary regulations to use it. They can use it as a weapon against you. Uh, but these issues are better protected by a well-equipped and uh, functioning independent police investigative directorate, the IPID. Uh, I heard you saying that uh, they are not staffed, well-staffed and all that. They are an establishment of the Constitution, I think Section 206. They have to provide independent and impartial uh, uh, role uh, investigations on, 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 on crimes that are committed by the police officers against the public. And they also have to play a meaningful oversight role over the conduct of the SAPS. And that role has been assigned to IPID. Then the, the, the ill comings, the shortcomings which IPID has, I think the Minister of Police must deal with this issue um, because they fall directly under is uh, is key and remember the, the 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 problem that we have in the in in in, in saps and the ipid is that both of them they report under the same minister so if the minister of police have given a directive to an officer uh, to go and do something that is illegal i'm just giving i'm not saying that is what is happening please i'm saying if it happens that the police officer conduct a misconduct because of this uh, the of the, uh, the the directives that is coming from the saps the, the, that matter may simply uh, go over to IPIT, and when IPIT is told that this issue is being approved by the Minister of Police, then they may simply not do anything. That is what we call collusion. So, so these things need to be guarded against all the time. So the systems have been put in place. We need to make sure that they are fully, fully utilized. The issue of resourcing of IPIT. Uh, we must continue and do those things. Uh, I mean, they are ill-resourced, but we, they need uh, more resources. That's one. And even poor investigating investigations, which are taking place there.
Okay. I mean, you, I mean, you started off this conversation praising the level of investigations and the outcomes that have taken place. You say the numbers are testament to the fact that the investigations are good. No, no, no. Uh, not with hybrid. I'm saying they are purpose. That's what I'm saying. That's what they have been established to do. But there's collusions. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that is happening there which we have been observing for quite some time. And I think in the in the, in the coming times we'll be able to to share with the public yeah. what IPID does, you understand? So, so so we will share with the public about those things. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, I mean, this is an ongoing conversation. I must add that we have reached out to uh, the Minister of Police as well as the spokesperson, uh, and they are unfortunately able to join us for the conversation today. But hopefully we will have them to ventilate further uh, this conversation at some point. That was Mbo Kwinika, who is the General Secretary for the Independent Police Union of South Africa. I'm taking your reactions to this and a lot more as we open up the open line on the other side of the news. The number to dial is 86 2032 I'm going to repeat that. 86 2032 Also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 61